welcome back. It's time for Customers Who Click. This week, I'm catching up with Drew Wargamuth, the co-founder and CEO of Wove, a DTC jewellery brand focusing on changing the way that couples buy engagement rings. In our conversation today, I'll be finding out how Drew's been modernising the jewellery industry uh, through providing an interactive, highly personalised online experience. We'll also be discussing the method he used to qualify customers, filtering out those who are not that likely to buy, uh, which massively reduces their actual funnel drop-off rate. Ultimately, it's a full end-to-end experience. Great care is also taken in how the product is received by the customer. And so we'll be getting some top tips on that part as well. Right, without further ado, let's bring Drew on. Hi, Drew. Thanks for joining me today. Would you mind just yourself, give us a bit of your background and how you've got to where you are today? Yeah, absolutely. Thanks so much, Will. Excited to share with you about Wove. I am the co-founder and CEO of Wove. And Wove is a direct-to-consumer jewelry company focused on changing the way that couples buy engagement rings. It's, I suppose, a bit of a niche market I'm just going to. So how did that come about? Yeah, it, it's interesting. Our founding story is very atypical. My co-founder and I met at West Point. We were army rangers together. And on my last deployment to Afghanistan, we actually had is actually when we started the, the earliest versions of the company. And so we were deployed. A lot of the guys in our platoons wanted the opportunity to buy engagement rings while deployed. And so the problem became, you know, how are you going to ship an engagement ring overseas to Afghanistan? And so utilizing my family's jewelry company, family, uh, my parents were jewelry entrepreneurs and they started a jewelry company when I was a baby. We started experimenting, utilizing their business by remotely designing engagement rings and sending deployed service members exact replicas of what those rings would look like. And through the pandemic and post-pandemic, we continued to grow. So it was an interesting start to a luxury jewelry company. But our founding story and working with service members is always near and dear to our heart. Okay. And so with your, your parents' business, did they have the ability to do this? Or was it kind of the building the replicas was something that was brand new to them, but just because they were in the jewelry space, it kind of made sense to... Yeah, it was brand new to them. No one was doing this at the time. And even still, no one is doing custom replicas for clients unless you are independently wealthy or you have some type of connection to the jewelry industry. This is not something that a normal person would have access to. And so really what the family jewelry business allowed us to do is they had the capability to design jewelry, but as far as manufacturing, the connections that the family had allowed me to kind of piece together how to produce these replicas. But it wasn't even something that my family's business had the infrastructure to do. They had the goldsmith talent. So they were able to help me find talented goldsmiths to be able to polish and set these rings. But as far as the casting process, bringing it into CAD, 3D printing, that was all something that I had to kind of learn on my own through a lot of the family connections in the industry as well. Right. Okay. Yeah, it makes sense. Cool. And how, how long did you say it's been going now? So we've been live about two years. We launched the company officially, the site as you would see today, this past December, but we've been working with clients for around two years. And I would say one of the most beneficial things of being able to kind of grow this out of my family's business is the ability to work with clients and test your user experience early. 
And so we were able to work with dozens of clients before we ever even launched the earliest version of our product. And so while that started with deployed rangers, after being able to kind of test this user experience through clients that were coming to my family's business, we realized that we had something that was really exciting and special. And that's when we decided to break off and launch Woe. But it really gave us a, a great testing ground to, to get going and, and get started. Yeah, I suppose you got that kind of MVP situation right. that you're able able to to launch with. So like nowadays, how do you go about getting customers clicking? Yeah. So I, I think what gets most clients excited about what we do is the custom design replica experience, really the at-home try-on. That's something that is not typical in the jewelry industry at all. And it is fascinating. I feel like this is an industry where it's extremely outdated. It really hasn't changed in the last hundred years. The biggest transformation in the industry was just the ability to buy it online. That's really the only evolution of, of how people purchase rings. And so we're really excited to offer a service that allows couples to design exactly what they want through an, an interactive high-touch experience and then be able to try it on at try it on at home so that they have complete confidence that what they're getting is actually what they want. And so when a client comes to our website today, the way the process starts is they'll fill out a short design quiz that allows us to understand their budget, timeline, exactly what they're looking for. And based on that information, we'll match them with one of our designers that will really take them through the entire custom process. And so it, it starts with a Zoom call where they'll meet with the designer, design the ring. We send them a beautiful hand sketch of that ring in 24 hours. And then if they like that design, we will send them an exact and realistic replica of that ring in seven days. And that's really the the exciting part of the process. Getting Being able to see your design delivered to your door in seven days and it looks and feels exactly what the final ring will look like. And, and really, typically when we get clients to that stage, the close rate is about 90%. Almost nice. everyone will end up buying a final ring from us. And then an added bonus that a ton of people really like about our process is they get to keep that replica ring as a travel ring in the future. So if you take a trip or if you don't want to risk losing or damaging your sentimental expensive ring, you can wear your replica instead. So what's what's that replica made of? Because yeah, so, uh, it's when fascinating. Kind of... It's 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 the exact same process as okay. building a final ring. We cast it, we polish it, we set it, we just substitute the expensive materials for essentially non-precious, very inexpensive materials. So instead of platinum or gold, we're using a brass or silver alloy. Instead of diamonds, we're using cubic zirconium, which is essentially glass that looks like a diamond. It reflects, ref reflects light similarly. So it doesn't give that like fake sparkly look. It actually looks like a real diamond. And so it's pretty wild. If I held up a replica next to its final ring, they, you likely wouldn't be able to tell which one was which. The replica is a little bit lighter, but they both have that, that metal feel and they both look exactly, you know, like, like each other. So 
that's really okay. surprising to most people. They expect it to be like a plastic, you know, trinket that's going to show up at their door that, that looks cheap and it, it looks expensive. We used to do, and sometimes we still do, do in-person design experiences and we'll bring a tray of, of replica rings. And it always gets people wide-eyed thinking it's like a million dollars worth of rings. In reality, it's like $20 worth of replicas. But yeah, that's a, that's typically how the process works for clients today. Okay, cool. And so the the online experience, I suppose it's especially that point you mentioned about like a 90% conversion rate from Replica. So obviously someone comes to the website, they they fill in that quiz. How do you how do you get as many people to that replica stage as possible? Yeah. And I suppose as part of that, where where does that where do you qualify a customer by kind of mentioning price point? Yeah. So we mentioned it in the quiz. It's a great question because one of the things we found early on when we didn't qualify people, originally it was just click to schedule a consultation. And what we found is we had a lot of clients, potential clients that really didn't fit our target customer. And ultimately, there's a certain price point where this process makes sense and work and works. But for very smaller price points, this really doesn't work. And so the average engagement ring in the US is around $5,500. Our starting price is is $6,000. And so we'll do custom wedding bands for less, obviously, but for engagement rings, really $6,000 is the starting point. And our average as a company is around ten dollars to $12,000. But we qualify people first at that quiz. So the quiz will ask you your budget. It'll be very upfront and, and, and say what our minimum budget requirement is. But really, I, I think because our process is so high touch and we do that intentionally, it allows people to convert through the funnel at a fairly high rate without having significant drop-off. The biggest drop-off that we have is around show rate for that initial consultation. And so one of the things that we do to help boost that is we have a few sales development representatives that contact the client via phone call or text, keep them engaged, and really are making themselves available to answer any questions they have early on in the process. Okay, so when you say it's high touch point, it, it not just through the design process and and getting them the ring. It's from the moment they fill in that form and uh, and book a call, you've got people reaching out reaching to them. Out. Yeah, and, and it, it, we give you the optionality to explain how you would like to be contacted. We fully understand, like not everyone wants to receive a text or a phone call, you know, or, or get a bunch of emails sent to them. So through the quiz, we also discover, you know, how do you like to be reached? And and based off of that, we kind of tailor your experience. And so uh, one of the things that like helps us make this process scalable is investing in a CRM that allows us to filter clients and assign tasks to our sales team, depending on how they answer those questions in the quiz. And that's really, really helped us distinguish who is who and also ensure that we're building something that can that can scale. Yeah. What CRM do you use? Uh, so we use HubSpot and we did a okay. basically a custom build within HubSpot. HubSpot's been fantastic for us. You can you know, do everything from control your sales funnel. We use it on the manufacturing side as well. It helps us assign tasks, uh, whether it's ordering gemstones or calling clients and reaching out. But HubSpot is really the engine that that we built it all on. Yeah. Cool. So what, what do you think is the key to that online experience? 
So getting people kind of committed, engaged. Yeah. Our user experience on the website is is unlike anything that really exists in jewelry. And so one of the things that we're investing in heavily is a custom design portal for our clients. And so essentially what it does is it allows them to track where they're at in the process. They can see the most recent version of their uh, design iterations. They can upload photos to their inspiration board. They can chat with the designer directly via direct message. And really that design portal has made this process a lot of fun for our clients. It's highly engaging. There's a lot to interact with. And you can see exactly where you're at, even down to the details on where is my replica ring or my final ring at in production. Uh, being able to see, hey, it's it's being designed by our jewelry designer. It's being cast, polished, set, and shipped. And so that process, being able to bring it into like a digital interface has made it much more enjoyable and fun for our clients. And that's something that we invested in early that there are no jewelry companies that exist that we've been able to find that offer a similar experience to that. Cool. So we have two follow-up questions on that. Yeah. The first, do you do you kind of try and push people into that as soon as they've made that booking? So you you mentioned that kind of uh, like vision board sort of thing. Yeah. So we do you do. basically say, look, start uploading some designs, give us your inspiration. The more information right. you give us, this the is The full version of this is, is launching in about a month. So I do want to clarify that. But what we do ask for from the beginning is really the first thing that a client will do is, is upload images to their design board. It is fascinating. 90% of couples that are buying an engagement ring today generally discover what they like online, whether that's Pinterest, Instagram, Facebook, really... Most women that are looking for an engagement ring or men typically find that ring online and have a pretty good idea of what they want before they ever get to the actual shopping experience. And so it also is a major help for our jewelry designers because based on photos they receive, they can really develop an understanding of what is this individual's style? What do they like to see? And how can I take what I'm seeing and, and develop a new and unique design for them? that has these attributes. And so, yes, that is one of the very first things a client will do when they start the, the online process. Do you yeah, run marketing on that as well? So do you we do. Kind of work on that content, uh, that, that information? It's tough. It's tough to market the digital product. What we found success in that typically turns, turns heads and gets people's attention and is simpler to understand is the replica. You know, the unboxing of the replica experience, we found to be like a, a high point in the user experience throughout the entire process. We, the way that our replica arrives, it's a, it's a beautiful drawer box. You, you open the box, you see your replica. There's a ring sizer as well as a, a small booklet kind of explaining who we are as a company and, and what our process is. And that unboxing experience for our clients is is really delightful. And I think that's a major contributor to why we're able to close clients at such a high rate once they reach that that point. It's tough to it's and it's easy to understand, I think, because you're seeing your own design. It's not just something you picked yeah. out online. You truly built it. You now have this experience where you get to see it and try it on and wear it, fall in love with it. And most people don't want to, they don't want to stop at that stage. They want to get the real thing. So I think that has really enabled us in a lot of ways. 
Yeah, I suppose like, like you said, it's not just receiving a, a little plastic version of it in an envelope and going, oh, okay, yeah, that's what it's going to look like. Cool. Do we want to buy it? Don't know. It's like that proper unboxing I mean, a lot experience. Of our, yeah. yeah, it looks real. And a lot of our couples will actually, if a lot of our couples go through this process together, but there are a lot of couples where one partner will go through the process get the replica, propose with the replica ring, and then get the other couple, the other partner's input on, hey, is there anything you want to change before we buy the final? So it is a great way to, we we don't have a return policy for final rings and we've never needed it because by the time you get to that stage, the replica has given you complete confidence that what you're getting is exactly what you want. And it gives you an additional step where you can make changes if you so choose. Yeah. So. Yeah. I think, I, I mean, I can't, I can't think of many, I, I can't really think of any business in of the top of the head of any, like any industry yeah. which has it's that also, sort of custom experience. Well, and it's also just not a typical purchase. I was not planning on going into the jewelry industry. I feel like I kind of fell into it because I had friends that wanted access to getting engagement rings. And I was kind of the link because of my family's business. But one of the things I found in this industry that is so special that didn't occur to me previously is an engagement ring is one of the most expensive, sentimental, and important purchases that a couple will make in their lifetime. And typically, hopefully, you're you're only buying one engagement ring in your lifetime. You know, so things happen, but ultimately, it is such a special purchase. And so the fact that we get to play a special part in that, give couples confidence, and also give them flexibility. One of the other major benefits to our process, and I kind of touched on this earlier, is, is the flexibility that they have to go through this process however they so choose. A lot of couples will do it together. In fact, 70% of couples today buy their engagement ring together in some capacity. So we have a lot of couples go through the whole thing together. A lot of our couples will design it together, get the replica, and then one partner will pick the diamond basically see the price and and pay for the final ring. A lot of couples enjoy doing it that way. And sometimes it's just one partner that goes through the whole process all together and just wants that that level of confidence in what they're getting. But the process is highly flexible and really gives couples the opportunity to, to just buy with confidence. Yeah. So another question I wanted to ask about the that kind of dashboard experience that you are well working on. Yeah. But where did that come from? Was that, did that come from someone's experience and someone kind of helped you build that out? Or was it like customer research and you worked out? Yeah. It's, yeah, it's a great, it's a great question. We focus very much on the client experience. And so our initial goal was discovering how do couples like to buy engagement rings? What are their pain points and how do we solve them? And how do we ultimately deliver the best process possible? The other obligation we have though, is that we want to be able to create this process and scale it. And so being able to deliver a beautiful user experience um, is really a way that we can create customization at scale and offer an amazing user experience that's easy for everyone to understand in a way that is is easy to understand, really. And so that's the, the user experience was not the initial design for what Wove was going to be. It actually evolved over time after we worked with hundreds of clients and discovered that 
hey, we think that this could be a product that people want and that makes the custom high-touch experience a little bit easier to understand and a little bit more fail-proof. When you're custom designing and there's unlimited variations and iterations that you can potentially do, the digital product kind of helps us keep centered, keep organized, and allow everyone to stay on the same page with where they're at in the process. So that's really how it evolved. This is probably the fourth iteration, and I presume will likely be not our last iteration of what the product will look like, but yeah. Yeah. So actually, my well, another question was going to be around that you know, why did you choose to go down this high touch point route instead of, you know, a, a kind of yeah. a, you know, request a ring size, send us what your ring size is, and then go through our yeah. product configurator? We um, felt, and what we found to be true, is that there's a major gap in the online marketplace for jewelry. If you buy in person today, there are a myriad of different jewelry establishments that you could visit some that are geared towards the cost-sensitive consumer and that some are ultra-luxury high-end. Online, it's a little bit different. Most online jewelry companies are very much geared towards that cost-sensitive consumer. And the reason being is because they've never been able to offer a user experience or a design experience that's worthy of a high-end client. And so we are filling the gap in the market where there is a luxury client out there that wants to buy online and they want an amazing user experience and they're willing to pay slightly higher for that. And that's the reason our starting price starts at $6,000 today. It's, it's because it's such a high touch experience and, and the services that we offer go so far beyond what you would find at a Blue Nile or a Brilliant Earth where you simply just click to buy and you're getting shopped against other consumers and it's so price sensitive. Yeah. So, like how how hands-on is this experience? You know, is it, you mentioned there was that design consultation. Right. After that, is it, you know, written feedback and, and kind of yeah, emails, messages back and forth? Or? Um, it can be as high or low touch as you want it to be, really. We'll have some clients that will do, you know, three or four Zoom calls to get to the final mm-hmm. ring. And that's because they really are intentional about the design. They're very detail-oriented. And ultimately, they, they really... They really care about the outcome. We have some clients that will do one Zoom call, and that's really the only human interaction that they'll have beyond emails or text messages and just saying approve on designs. So it, it can be as flexible as, as you like. If you're someone that doesn't need an extraordinarily high-touch experience, I still think that this is an amazing process because after the Zoom call, you still get the confidence of getting the, the replica ring. but You can also work with a jeweler on your own time. A lot of what we found for our target customer is that they are, they're individuals that are career oriented. They're very intentional about their time and they don't want to take three hours on a Saturday to go around to different jewelry stores and shop for rings. They want to be able to get exactly what they're looking for, uh, still be able to personalize it, but not have to spend, you know, hours in a jewelry store searching for what they're looking for. And so really that's, that's that niche in the market that we're filling. And that's kind of who our target customer is. Okay. Yeah. It makes sense. Sorry. Just to confirm that, you know, that, that conversion rate you mentioned was that conversion from replica ring to purchase? Yes. Yes. Yeah. About 90%. Okay. So. Do you, have you noticed any sort of correlation between, you know, if people 
jump on more Zoom calls as part of, throughout their design process? Are they more likely to convert? You know, are there any if people yes. do certain touch points within that process after the I guess after the initial consultation? Yeah, yeah. So really, I mean, I can break down like where our biggest drop off points are. I mean, the biggest drop off point is getting someone to show up that initial design consultation. Our designers are incredible. They're very knowledgeable. They're warm, inviting. You enjoy talking to them. We've had people invite our designers to like get together because they just enjoyed meeting this individual and they build a relationship with them. And so really, if we can get someone that initial design interview, we almost more often than not, they become clients of Wove. And so that's because we're able to build trust through that process, build a relationship. It's a real person on the other end of the line, not just a computer. And so that's been a, a really helpful, that's really helped our conversion rate is that high touch experience. We are launching e-commerce next month, which will be more of a click to buy experience for couples. And so what that will look like if you don't want this high touch experience, but you still want to get a replica ring, you can... Uh, browse our Wove inventory on our site, just like what you would see on a normal online jewelry company. And you can order a replica ring of that design so you can try it on at home without going through this incredibly high touch experience. But for a lot of couples, you know, like I said, it's an expensive, highly sentimental experience and they enjoy the process of designing a ring. So, so I just think part of that experience that you're talking about, that's the e-commerce experience. Have you thought about, so will people be able to configure those at all? So if they receive a replica, could they then say, or could they even say, I'd like to jump on with a designer to talk about some tweaks to this? Yes. I wish I could share my screen and and show you (laughs) the process, but essentially what it looks like, you know, there's really two call to actions when you get to our site. One is start the custom process. The second one is visit the e-com store. And you'll be able to see all of our engagement rings. When you click on an engagement ring that you like and you go to that product page, there's three options. You can either buy it, you can order a replica of it, or you can say, I would like further customization of this ring. And that will allow you to schedule a call with a designer to modify that existing wove ring to make any changes that you like. So ultimately, we can build anything for our clients. We're really not limited. If it's made of platinum, gold, diamonds, and gemstones, we can make it. And so that is an option. Yeah. Yeah. I remember reading a a study. I mean, I I read it a couple of years ago now, so I can't remember the exact stats. and, And I think it was from probably from six or seven years ago now. You know, it was, I'm, I'm kind of going to make these stats up, but I think it's roughly right. Something like 60% of customer consumers want customization in products. Yeah. But like 40 to 50% of them want help from the business. Yeah. So they, they don't want the complete freedom to just pick and choose exactly what that product should be. They almost want that e- either the design process, which is what you offer, or like, being able to start from a preset configuration, which you can then tweak. It's so true. When we give clients too many options, they're paralyzed by indecision. And when you open up the world to complete customization, you get that same outcome that you're describing oftentimes. And so you're right. What I've found, the two major trends that I think have allowed our business to grow is one, the need 
for hyper-personalization and customization. And so we we obviously offer that through our custom experience. We also offer that through our e-com experience. And the second thing is people want things quickly. They want instant gratification. They want to know what things look like now. And so getting the replicate a couple in seven days helps with that as well. But you're absolutely right. The reason that we have designers that guide you through the process is that if I built a custom design ring widget and put it on our site, people wouldn't know what to do with it. They wouldn't know how to create something that they they have an idea of what they want, but they wouldn't know how to get there. Yeah. So our designers really help with that process. The other thing that's fascinating, it's not a negative thing. It's actually a positive for the business, but people think they want something completely custom. And the reality is that 90% of people that are buying an engagement ring right now are buying some variation of about 20 different rings. And so oftentimes what we're able to do from a business perspective is guide the client to where we believe that they would like to land to ultimately help streamline that custom design process and not throw a thousand questions at them. They're going to make it a, a really difficult custom process. Yeah, well, I suppose uh, it's that, it starts off with that quiz, right? Right, right. Which yeah, I, and I've the quiz allows us to match them with a designer. Like we've got designers that are, are better at different types of, of styles of, of engagement rings. And that quiz allows us to match them with someone that we know they're going to be compatible with, both from a style perspective, but also just from like the practicality of scheduling around their timeline and ensuring that we can get them with somebody quickly. Yeah, but it's that's like you say, the, the, they want something complete custom, but realistically, it's a, I guess, a minor variation of of a, a more common version, and that's kind of where the quiz is sending people. Right? It's right. you're able to identify which of those twenty rings is their style and their preference, and then it's just a case of what does this person want different about it. What, what minor tweaks do we have to make? And especially if they provide inspiration images, that really helps us narrow it down so we can focus on the on a few specific details without starting from scratch. We oftentimes um, are able to skip steps in the custom process because there are certain features and attributes that are highly repeatable. And so we're able to take those attributes and and kind of piece together rings that they're they are unique and they are custom, but it allows us to do customization in a way that is streamlined and scalable without building everything from complete scratch. If that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I'm, I I think I heard. I don't know how accurate it was. There's a company called Games Workshop. It's Warhammer. You know the models and things. Oh, cool. Nice. And. There was some talk about how they were doing a lot of these limited limited edition releases, and most of the time there would never be enough, so they would sell out. But then they never really brought them back in. And there's a really detailed article about it. How obviously they are, they are planning this production a year or two in advance, so they've got a schedule. But it also just made the point that each each mold probably costs them like a hundred grand. Yeah, like you know one. One thing they've got to print, or maybe maybe right. it's two, it might, it might cost them one hundred to two hundred and fifty thousand. I think, just because it's it's that unique thing, right? So I guess if you were having to do something completely unique every time, it might actually be a bit of a nightmare. 
But like well, I said, the fact I think that it's I, a reason that we chose to offer this service to a particular client. Typically, you know, it's the reason we start at six thousand dollars, and the reason most of our clients are around ten to twelve is because we're able to, if we look at like acquisition cost for clients, we're able to spend around fifteen hundred to two thousand dollars to acquire our clients, which. You know, if you're a typical e-commerce company, that CAC is super high. But for our price point and the services that we offer and the margins that we're able to make on our product, that's kind of how all of the pieces of the puzzle fit together for Wove to work. And so if we have someone that wants a custom engagement for $4,000, sadly, this process wouldn't be for them, but we would still love to work with them on the e-commerce side. But you're, you're completely right. We are able to cut corners in the custom process to save money. And a lot of that comes down to uh, our CAD design. We save every CAD, which is computer-aided design. It's basically the, the computer-generated model of the ring before we take it to casting. Those take a while to generate. It takes, you know, CAD designers are are highly skilled labor. It takes a while to generate those. We've saved every CAD we ever create and we categorize them in a way that make them easily searchable. Um, They allow us to pull attributes from those CADs so that we never have to recreate something from scratch or at least very rarely. And that's allowed us to cut corners and very similar to almost like AI, we're able to save those designs. And the the longer that we exist as a company, the larger our database grows and the more optionality we have from a manufacturing standpoint to cut corners. Okay. In a way that still has a quality product. Maybe I don't like the way cut corners, but save time and money. Uh, Yeah. Make efficiencies. Yeah. Cutting corners has a negative connotation to it, I suppose. But yeah, it's you're you're making efficiencies. You're you're able to do more things at a at a, at a cheaper cost to the business because right. it's it's already a process that's in place. Right. right. Uh, one other thing I wanted to ask you about, just marketing wise. Yeah. You know, you mentioned, you know, cost of acquisition, fifteen hundred to two thousand dollars. So what what are your main channels? Where do you see your your best results? So one of, I'm in a few founders groups that like, like normal founders, and a lot of my mentors will reinforce this point as well. From zero to 10 million in annual revenue, you should be able to get there by focusing on one to two channels really, really well. And we've experimented in dozens of different channels, but the two channels for us that have proven to be the most fruitful so far for the current stage that we're at are Google and Facebook. And what we found is interesting because Different channels have different, some channels for us do better at different stages in our funnel. So for instance, Google is more expensive, but we get a higher quality candidate that it's more difficult for us to get them into a call. But once we get them in a call, we close them at a higher rate than our Facebook clients. And Facebook is cheaper for us, but it's easier to get them in a call. And then we actually sell less of them further down the funnel. So it's interesting kind of looking at, I mean, the the bottom line metric that we look at when evaluating these channels is, you know, what was the cost to get a paid customer? And, And both of those channels for us have proven to be the most fruitful. We will probably scale those channels. They'll probably be our primary two channels for the life time of the business. But we do do a few other channels such as affiliate marketing, marketing. We do some things on on Bing. We've done various sweepstakes and NPR campaigns, but those are the primary two channels that we use. 
Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's an intent thing, isn't it? Generally, people on on, on Google, you know, clicking click through a search ad, right. it's because they've searched for it, right? So they're, right. I guess they're right. searching for custom engagement ring. Right. So it's fascinating. We learned this lesson early on when we were trying to market the replica ring is that because it's such a new process, people don't expect the replica ring. So no one's searching for replica ring jewelry companies. Yeah. And so we had to get creative around how we did digital marketing to showcase what we do without relying on somebody actually plugging that into a Google search engine, which, which was an early learning point for us. But it is also the benefits of Google and Facebook is they're highly scalable platforms. If you can master those platforms early, you can scale your business in a very repeatable way, as long as you can you know, continue to generate new campaigns. But yeah, that's where we're hyper-focused right now. We're also using some other tools such as Impact. I've heard of impact.com. That's more affiliate marketing-based. We use Refersion. That's another one. But I would say 90% of our marketing budget goes to Google and Facebook. Okay, cool. And what about customer feedback? You know, yeah. you've you've got that very, you mentioned obviously very hands-on purchase experience. What about afterwards? Yes. And we're very intentional about engaging with our clients post-experience as well. Because NPS score, customer reviews are so important to our business, we ensure that we always engage their clients afterwards to encourage them to leave a review. Most of our reviews are left on Google, Facebook, Trustpilot, but that is something that we we invest in a lot because as an e-commerce company, that's where people oftentimes go to get confidence that you are a business that they want to work with. So yeah. Yeah. I'm constantly doing things with reviews, whether it's helping clients get more reviews or we're actually using the feedback in reviews to try and improve the business. It's definitely, definitely something worth looking into, especially looking at competitor websites yes. as well. And oftentimes we don't have to incentivize those reviews. Our clients are happy to do them. The one thing that we do offer is a, a, a referral program for an existing clients where they get their own personalized code through refersion. And when they refer a client that buys from us, they get a percent cash back reward. And that's proven to also be, excuse me, a major benefit to our business as well. We're really proud that our referral rate is really high. And we love paying out our previous clients when they're able to refer a new client to us. Yeah. You mentioned good good review rates. So yeah, it's interesting. I, I've found with previous clients that I've worked, the review conversion conversion rate to review from purchase is highest with companies that have custom products, and and, and probably do have a bit of a hands on more hands on experience. But the higher value, more custom products have always had like quite significantly higher conversion rates for for reviews. Yeah, I think it makes sense. I think because it's you know because it's more custom. It's more client facing or more interactive from a sales perspective. And if you have great salespeople, you know, people want to support that business. They build relationships with, with your company. There's an actual face behind the name. So yeah, I think, I think yeah. it makes sense. I mean, I, yeah, I'd be willing to bet that if I looked up your reviews, there would be names dropped in there. So names of there like, are. the, they, the they salespeople, the designers. Are. They call out our salespeople by name. You're completely right. And 
And it kind of goes to like our go-to-market strategy. Like we want to be a lifetime jeweler for our clients. We don't just want to be an engagement ring company and wedding band company. And what you know we've been really excited about is that about 90% of the clients that buy engagement rings from us come back to buy wedding bands as well. And so we are looking to launch jewelry by the end of this year. And the hope is that we get to continue to foster those relationships with existing clients and offer them jewelry throughout their jewelry buying lifetime, not just a one-off engagement ring purchase where you know they they move on after that to to, to, to bigger and better things. So that that's very much core to our go-to-market strategy, and one of the reasons that we do want to have that personal touch point so that we can uh, offer them personalized suggestions about jewelry that we believe they would like in the future. Yeah. Well, I mean, from, from the customer point of view, once you find a business that you like buying from, especially when you want to buy expensive stuff and you've had that good experience, you're going to keep coming back. You want to right. keep coming back. And from the business point of view, especially in like your situation, you want those other products to sell, right? You, you, you need people coming back because otherwise, yeah, if they're buying one product in their lifetime, you know, it's valuable product, it's expensive, but you you want to build that that lifetime value, don't you? And it's always it makes easiest it much from... more difficult when you have to keep acquiring new customers again and again yeah. and again with no continued lifetime value. So yeah, a hundred percent, absolutely. Yeah, cool. Just before we finish, is there anyone in the kind of e-commerce marketing space you'd want to sit down for lunch with? Yeah, I was thinking about this question. I think it's a great question, and I think my answer might be a little bit unanticipated. Have you heard of Mr. Beast at all, the social yes. media influencer? Yeah, yeah. So he now is in the e-commerce space. He has a, a a candy bar company, and our lead investor actually is one of the investors in his chocolate bar company. But I think he is someone that's so fascinating. When you think about what he's been able to do, bootstrapping a company, pouring every dollar back into it to really acquire more subscribers or clients however you you know look at it he's someone i think is is very fascinating and you talk about like the flywheel effect of building traction within a business he's been able to to do it to a t and so he is someone i would absolutely love to sit down with and pick his brain i don't know if he'd be able to offer us much about luxury jewelry but i'm sure he could offer us a lot about building a building traction and, and a flywheel effect in marketing yeah it's yeah you know, what what do people want to see what do they care about how do you how do you keep people getting yeah. engaged Con like content i mean he's going to be fantastic for content generation isn't he right and right, how to right. how to work out how to keep spinning it off right and, and just like provide value for people yeah it, so he he would be someone i would love to sit down with and pick his pick his brain yeah awesome and finally are there any tools that you use regularly that you'd recommend a couple of pieces of software that we use every single day. Data Studio is kind of how like that's kind of like my morning brief when I walk in the office. I get to see, you know, what are what's our impressions look like? What are what's the traffic look like, our conversion rates? That's a great like way to get a snapshot of the business. The other one that I use is Hotjar, just to see how clients are interacting with our site, 
Where are we losing people? Are there any issues on the site that we can fix to streamline conversion rates? What else? And then I spend a lot of time on HubSpot. HubSpot has the ability to generate reports. And so I'll generate daily sales reports in HubSpot instantaneously that allow me to see where are people stuck in the funnel? Where are people moving through? And where can I apply pressure or solve problems to increase output? Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I used to, uh, I used to use HubSpot. It's just not, it's not right for me and my business, yeah. but yeah, it's got, it's got some pretty, pretty amazing abilities yeah. for business. Um, I think the reason we chose HubSpot over, over like a Salesforce is the customization that we were able to build into the CRM was, was really easy for us to understand. And yeah, I don't know. It's worked for us so far. Yeah, awesome. Cool. Well, if anyone wanted to get in touch and, and have a chat, find out a bit more about what you're up to, what's the best way of doing that? Yeah, absolutely. So you can always check us out at wovemade.com. We're on Instagram, Facebook. My personal email is andrew at wovemade.com if you want to chat further. But yeah, happy to happy to chat with anyone and, and help them with the process. Awesome. All right. Thank you so much, Drew. Yeah, thanks so much, Will. Well, if any of you were thinking of popping the question, you know where to go. I think what we learned there was that you can't really go wrong if you provide a highly engaging and personalized experience. Being able to do that is for sure going to drive your conversion rate up. And additionally, I would imagine people are more likely to recommend you to other people if they've got that wow experience. I guess it's just figuring out how you can incorporate that into whatever product or service you are providing. Customers want choice, but not too much choice. And getting that right can make all the difference. And as we talked about, having a highly satisfied customer is going to be a customer that leaves you that all-important review. If you'd like to connect with Drew, you can find him on LinkedIn or visit wove at wovemade.com. Any other podcast questions, feedback or guest requests, please send them over to will at customerswhoclick.com or DM me on LinkedIn. Next week, I've got James Robinson joining me. We're going to be talking about how they tackle conversion rate optimization and Sophology. But until then, keep those customers clicking.